748 on the crosstalk on WIZM. <clears throat> it would have been more appropriate, I guess, to do this on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. But the last day of the week, looking back at what was National Public Health Week. Our guest on Lacrosse Talk on WIZM from Lacrosse County, uh, the, the uh, health director, Jen Rumbalski. Thanks very much for talking with us this morning, Jen. So, how was your National Public Health Week? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, it was a week full of response, of course, to coronavirus, which is um, absolutely unprecedented. Uh, however. Uh, it is nice to still talk about National Public Health Week. It feels a little bit more like some normalcy. Well, and if we're if we're looking at National Public Health Week, in addition to COVID nineteen, it's mental health to help uh, advocate uh, and promote emotional well being while facing this pandemic, uh, maternal and child health to ensure the health of mothers and babies during this pandemic. Everything has that COVID-19 addition to it. How does that change what the health department does? Yeah, um, you know, we are in entirely 100% response mode. The only thing that we're doing right now that is not specific to COVID-19 is we maintain our Women, Infants, and Children program, so the WIC program, and we serve a lot of people in our community through that program. It's really a wonderful program. I think if people have heard the term WIC, they might think about when you are in grocery stores and see WIC-approved foods, and you might um, have seen people, like, purchase things at the grocery stores, you know, it can have a little bit of a negative connotation, but it's such a wonderful program. It's served by dietitians who help um, mothers and fathers and their young children learn how to have healthy, nutritious food in their life. Um, And it's just wonderful to see how they interact with the families. It's really the staff and the people in those positions that make the programs what they are. Right. Uh, I have very little time for people who look down their nose at anybody who is taking advantage of the women, infants and children's program. Nobody does it because uh, they're happy and healthy and proud to uh, to look for some help at the grocery store. This it is uh, it's everyday life these days, isn't it, Jen? You know, there are really a lot of people who struggle financially, and you don't have to be in um, the severest level of poverty to be eligible for this program, Um, but it's really so supportive to help, you know, nutrition, good nutrition in the lives of young children. I can't think of any better investment than making sure that our young children and and pregnant mothers are um, doing everything they need to do to raise um, healthy children. And so this program helps them in so many ways, primarily nutrition, but many other ways as well. And we really have um, strong uh, aspects to this program that don't allow for um, that taking advantage of part to occur. Um, so there are really strong ish, uh, uh, pieces to this program that make sure there's no fraud occurring. Right. Uh, with regard to your health and and the responses uh, to your health, it is, I understand that people are reacting, but is it necessary to shut down everything that might uh, 
make a group of more than two show up to, to, to shut down parks. I understand shutting down parks because there are people who are pigs and leaving their trash and, and uh, vandalism and so forth. But uh, you can't, when you go outside, you have to stay on the sidewalk. You have to stay away from people. It really uh, seems considerably more more, I don't know, I don't want to say militaristic, but almost that, uh, you know, if you if you step off the sidewalk, you could be in big trouble. There's You're going to get a ticket. You're going to get hauled off to jail. You are spreading this, this uh, virus and people are dying and it could be your fault. Why does it have to seem like that? Yeah. You know, I, I think, again, when we think about, um, we are all human beings, and human beings like to do what they want to do, and, um, you know, we want to get together with our friends and family wherever we can. I'll just give an example. I got a phone call yesterday. It was my son's birthday, and one of our family members wanted to get together for a meal, and I said, no, we can't, and, and they pushed against me a little yeah. bit and said, well, we haven't been anywhere, and I said, no, I can't do that. Uh, we are recommending no one do that. Um, so, you know, I have had to have those conversations with my own family members. And, I, you know, it's, it, it, what's tough about this is that it is very restrictive and different for our lifestyles, but people are dying from, from this virus. And thankfully, many people are not in La Crosse County. Um, but, it, you know, it's only, it, it, hopefully, it, you know, it's only a matter of time um, that we can get back to our normal ways of life. And we just have to remain patient and not be get not get impatient too soon um, where where then we get a spike in cases and have to go back into this level of restriction. So I just if there was any message I could give it would be to just encourage patients and to encourage continuing to do the things that we're recommending because if we do that together we will get through this and be able to come out on the other side and get back to normal life. It's interesting to me that does someone I, I guess I didn't read to the bottom of the uh, article, but someone in New York City has been uh, uh, continuing with research and discovers that the vast majority who have died in New York City from coronavirus had serious underlying conditions. And I heard yesterday that many who uh, statisticians are considering anyone who died that has or had uh, the COVID-19 is being marked down as dying from COVID-19, not dying from a heart attack, dying from heart disease, dying from any other thing. If they had that underlying condition and died, but also had COVID-19, then that virus is being blamed for their death. That would seem to me to be to underlie the, the the factual statistics and just make it yeah. even scarier for those of us who are healthy. Yeah, so I think this is, uh, you know, medical examiners are the individuals who determine the cause of death. And I have not heard that, um, you know, I think what happens is that if somebody has diabetes um, or uh, something that puts them at risk for other diseases, you know, that is something that they're able to live with. If coronavirus comes in and um, makes their make the, makes their systems shut down because um, because of the virus. That makes sense that, that you would call that the lead cause of death. But if someone has a heart attack, um, and then that is not 
necessarily uh, the cause uh, caused from the coronavirus. The heart attack really would be the cause of death. So I think it is, yeah. um, you know, they use their typical protocols, and I haven't heard that um, happening in our area. Um, I, I'm surprised by that a bit. I don't think that they would, um, that would not be a normal practice, uh, unless it truly was a heart attack that was caused by coronavirus, and they would have to have proof of that. Um, so I, I think it just, you know, some underlying health conditions, though, uh, it is more common for people to get it and severely and have to be hospitalized and maybe pass away because they have those. But it, would, it really would be the virus then that caused the death as opposed to the underlying health condition. So it just depends upon the person and what's happening to them. Sure. Well, And if your immune system is compromised, you go to the hospital because you have whatever, kidney issues, you contract pneumonia while you're in the hospital and die, and they mark it down as died from pneumonia. Right. But you were in the hospital in the first place because you have kidney failure. Uh, And so the underlying uh, cause of death is is kidney failure uh, brought on by pneumonia, which weakened your immune system. You couldn't fight it off. And uh, that's one of the statistics that kind of scares me. I got a text here from one of our listeners that I want to share with you, uh, Jen. Okay. It's interesting that La Crosse County has not had any deaths. Is it because we have such great health care or that the strain is more manageable by bodies of people who live in western Wisconsin? Kind of an interesting take on the California, <laughs> New York thing, you know, that that uh, New York has all the cases. California has more people and considerably fewer cases. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, the, the fact that we have not yet had a death is wonderful. Um, but, you know, this is not something that we can put a prediction on. You know, we know that there are individuals in our community that may have um, coronavirus that aren't at risk um, to the point that they need to be tested, or even those that might need to be tested um, and they, they're going to go the next day, for example. Um, you know, we just don't ever know if someone um, may get severe disease. It happens quickly. Um, so we we aren't out of the woods yet. We're just grateful that we have, to this point, have not had anyone who has um, who is continuing to be in the hospital because of coronavirus, nor has passed away from it in our county. But um, you know, this is something we continue to monitor carefully. Uh, Al eight, sorry, buddy, I have no idea what you're talking about, so uh, we can't. Are you are you confident, Jen? that uh, that La Crosse County will continue on this path following these guidelines and uh, and continue to flatten this curve to the point where we can be reopened for some sort of business you know um, I I my gut is a little bit worried about us getting impatient with the guidelines so my biggest message right now is that we absolutely need to stay this course. We've been already here working together. Let's not give up too early, um, because if yeah. we do, I worry we'll get a spike in cases. We also are not out of the woods yet with regards to case numbers. We have not, uh, I do not believe, have peaked yet, uh, nor do I think we'll do that really soon. Um, so this is not the time to talk about, um, you know, yet getting back to um, beyond the curve piece. Uh, we're, we're not even halfway through the curve, so we've got to stay patient and continue to work together and do all the things we've been talking about. Jen Rumbalski, thank you so much uh, for your time. I appreciate that. Sean, you're correct. Different viruses on different coasts being treated 